Our scripture this morning is from the 12th chapter of Exodus. Exodus chapter 12. We will look at parts of the whole chapter, but I want to read verses 1 through 14. Will you please stand for the reading of scripture? Exodus 12 and verse 1. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread, and bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day. And you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. And may God add his richest blessing to the reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we're thankful for your word and we pray that by the power of your spirit you would come and speak to us. That we would see our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lamb upon his throne, high and lifted up. That his sheep would hear the voice of their good shepherd and know him, follow him. That we might offer ourselves to him promptly sincerely so come and speak to us now in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher in Jesus name for his glory amen be seated please remembering sacrifices you may have heard this already But a Harris poll conducted last month 
showed that 55% of Americans know what Memorial Day actually is. Now, we all know polls can be dead on or way off. But at least out of the 2,025 American adults the Harris Organization surveyed, 45% did not know what Memorial Day is. The report that I read said that 25% thought Memorial Day honored all veterans. Of course, we know that is Veterans Day. 5% thought that Memorial Day honors those currently serving. That is Armed Services Day earlier this month. 3% thought that Memorial Day is the official beginning of summer. Well, this year, that's certainly understandable. (laughs) And it did not say what the other 10% thought Memorial Day was. The official purpose of Memorial Day is to remember American servicemen and women who were killed in conflict. The first official Memorial Day in the northern part of the United States was held in the aftermath of the war between the states on May the 30th, 1868. It was called Decoration Day and became a northern holiday. In the south, the first such day was held Earlier, two years earlier, on April the 25th, 1866. It wasn't for another century, 1968, that Congress officially established the last Monday in May to be Memorial Day. In 1913, 106 years ago, a veteran of the war between the states in Indiana was quoted as saying this, the young people today have a tendency to forget the purpose of Memorial Day and make it a day for games, races, and revelry instead of a day of memory and tears. 1913. Only God knows the true number of American service men and women killed. But the official statistics are that since the Revolutionary War, including the Revolutionary War to today, <clears throat> 1,354,664 service men and women have been killed. Of course, we know the true number is higher than that. In the Second World War, 
there are there were some 405, 399 officially killed in uniform. That averages 297 American deaths per day from December of 1941 until August of 1945. My father served in the 40th Infantry Division. He was a forward observer for heavy mortar company on the 38th parallel in the Korean conflict. Some 54,246 Americans officially died in uniform in Korea, an average of 45 deaths per day. In the Vietnam War, we have Vietnam veterans with us today. 58,209 were killed in uniform. That averages 11 a day over nearly a 15-year period. 4,497. Americans died in uniform in the recent war in Iraq. So far, 2,216 have died in Afghanistan. You know, it's interesting. In the scripture we've been studying on the Lord's Day mornings, we've been working through the book of Philippians since late last year, and we've got one message left when we get back to it. Philippians deals largely with the problem of division in the church at Philippi. And again and again, Paul calls for unity and humility and showing deference in the church. And in the last chapter of Philippians, where we've been in recent weeks, Paul turns to the sources of division, the two particular individuals that seem to be the lightning rods around which the division and the parties formed in that church and right after Paul told the church to tell these, help these people to work together, Paul then says, In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, there is a principle that as people are thankful, Paul says to pray with thanksgiving, as people are thankful, count their blessings, develop a thankful spirit that disunity 
is replaced with peace. Memorial Day is a time to be thankful for those who have made the supreme sacrifice for our freedom. And I wonder as I have meditated on this, is there any correlation between the lack of interest in remembering sacrifices of those who died, a lack of thankfulness for what we have been given. Is there a correlation between that lack of gratitude and the fact that our nation is now experiencing probably the most disunity we have since the 1860s. So today I want us to think together about remembering sacrifices. In 1915, World War I, in Belgium, Canadian, Lieutenant Colonel John McRae was not a minister. He was a physician. He served not as a medic, but as a soldier in the Canadian Army. But he presided over the funeral of a dear friend of his who was killed in action. And as he was laid to rest... Lieutenant Colonel McRae noticed how the poppies grew among the graves of the soldiers killed. And he wrote that famous poem in Flanders Field. In Flanders Fields the poppies grow between the crosses row on row that mark our place. And in the sky the lark still bravely singing fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved. And now we lie in Flanders Field. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep. Though poppies grow in Flanders fields. And as a result of that, it became a tradition to wear poppy, a poppy on the lapel in the British Empire in remembrance of those who died. I believe it was the year 1920 that the American Legion adopted the practice of providing poppies on Memorial Day or shortly before. Now when we lived in 
Mississippi, in the town where we lived for three years, the American Legion would uh, set up at the entrance to uh, the Walmart and uh, would provide poppies free, would receive donations for the American Legion. Most people around town would get a poppy. You don't see that around here. As much as it pains me to say it, not everything is worse in Mississippi than in South Carolina. By the way, the Friday before Memorial Day this year, May 24th, was officially Poppy Day in the United States. We don't see that. Some of you remember getting a little poppy when you were a child. The concept of remembrance is disappearing from our society like the poppies have disappeared largely. The Lord had warned his people not to be forgetful. You can read it on the top of your bulletin, Deuteronomy 8, 11. He says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. He told his people, when you enter the promised Land, that land flowing with milk and honey, and when you are blessed and prospered, beware lest you forget the Lord your God who has given all this to you, and you become arrogant and conceited in your heart and say, I have done this. He says, You shall remember. The Lord thy God. And to help them remember, he gave them the first memorial day. The Passover was the original memorial day. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 14, we read it. This day shall be for you a memorial day. And you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations as a statute forever. The Passover, the night that the destroyer passed over Egypt and killed the firstborn of every house from the firstborn of the prisoner to the firstborn of Pharaoh's own household. But the Lord prepared his people. He told them to sacrifice a lamb and spread the blood of the lamb on the door frame. And when the destroyer would come, if he saw the blood over the door, he would pass over the house. And that night Israel went free. And thus they were to observe the Passover every year as a 
Memorial Day to the Lord. So as we think together about Memorial Day and remembering sacrifices, I want to leave us with four brief lessons from this Passover, this first Memorial Day. First, as we consider this first Memorial Day, we see the need for blood. The need for blood. Look at verse 13, Exodus 12, 13. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This blood that shielded the people from the destruction, from death, was the blood of the Lamb. He says in verse 3, Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household, and if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to that which what can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Each household, or if the household was not uh, large enough, you could go in with your neighbor, but each household had to select a lamb without blemish. The lambs would be killed on the 14th day of the month at twilight, and the blood from the slain lamb was spread on the post of the door. This lamb died in place of the firstborn. Their firstborn were spared because the lamb had shed its blood. Of course, this would remind them of their history as a people. It reminded them of their very origins when God called Abraham to sacrifice his son, his only begotten son, Isaac. But the Lord provided a ram so Abraham could keep his firstborn, at least his firstborn legitimate son. You see the need for blood. Secondly, consider the freedom that came from the blood. Look at verse 29. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where someone was not dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Up! Go out from among my people, both you and the people of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. 
Take your flocks and your herds as you have said and be gone and bless me also. Israel went free that night. They were freed first from the destroyer, from the plague of the death of the firstborn, and beyond that they were freed from the yoke of Pharaoh, from slavery in Egypt. They went free because of the blood of the Lamb. So you see the the need for blood. You see the freedom that came from it. Thirdly, we see the Lamb. Look back at verse 5. Your Lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. A Lamb without blemish. You could not offer to God a Lamb that was maimed, a lamb that was sick, a lamb that was worth nothing on the market. David said, I'll not offer to the Lord that which cost me nothing. It had to be a lamb without blemish. The author of Hebrews, Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God, Jesus offered himself without blemish to God. John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming, said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. The Apostle Paul would say, Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. You know, it's a Passover. They killed the Lamb. They spread his blood on the door frame and then they ate the lamb. They ate the sacrifice. You know, at the last supper, the last legitimate Passover, our Lord Jesus took bread and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. They ate the sacrifice at the Passover. Jesus says, take, eat. This is my body, broken for you. I am the true. Passover lamb. I am the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. So take this cup as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for this cup is the New Testament in my blood shed for many for the forgiveness of sins.
We are free. Free from our sin, from judgment and hell because Christ, our Passover, the Lamb of God, has been slain for us. So you see the need for blood, the freedom that comes from it, the Lamb, and fourthly and finally, we see the necessity of remembrance. Look at verse 14 again. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. So memorial day forever. Never forget what I have done for you. This is why Jesus tells us to have the Lord's Supper, our Passover, till he comes again forever. The Lord's Supper, we believe, is more than a mere memorial, a mental exercise, but it is a memorial to be done in remembrance of him. You see, gratitude is the opposite of entitlement. If I'm grateful for what I am given, I do not feel entitled to it. If I feel entitled to it, I'm not grateful for it. Our nation today has forgotten largely the cost of our freedom. And our nation is plagued by an entitlement mentality that poses a greater threat to our existence than anything we've ever seen. When a Christian forgets the price of my redemption, when I forget my sin that there is nothing I can do God owes me nothing but hell when I forget the blood of Jesus oh I become entitled and self righteous and proud so my friends As we observe Memorial Day, be thankful. Thankful people who remember. Who remember those who gave their lives that we might assemble here freely right now. And remember the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love to me, lead me to Calvary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.